0: superhero stuff you should know is part of the greenlit podcast network
1: hey this is ben from superhero stuff you should know and i have an important announcement for you guys at the end of every single episode of superhero stuff you should know you might hear a shout out to our fans one of whom is matt herring who was one of the original superhouse fans he's always given us his support and now it's time that we support him Uh, we've just recently found out that matt has been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and as a cancer survivor myself, I know personally that there's a lot of emotional and financial strain that comes into that. Uh his wife, Kelly, has set up a GoFundMe account at GoFundMe.com F Matthew hyphen kicks, hyphen cancer 039S hyphen butt. Uh, And hopefully you can help reduce the financial strain to that, as well as some of the emotional strain that comes with that. Again, that's gofundme.com slash F slash Matthew dash kicks dash cancer zero three nine S dash butt.
0: Matt Herring was the first, I guess you could say true super house fan. We were super house at that time. You know, the first fan of this podcast and what we do here and um has always supported us talked about us and um from a town close to where i'm from and uh, so we share that as well and just a huge superhero fan and you know nerd like the rest of us and now he's going through that and uh if you could donate just at least any amount of money to that link that ben just said that would be truly appreciate it just hang in there matt you'll beat this thing soon
2: so uh jason just wondering uh i was wondering why you named yourself after my favorite restaurant to go on cheat day
1: What are you talking about, Bruce? I'm Red Robin because of the blood of my enemies. I think you just really love their
2: double cheeseburger and fries.
1: I I mean, I do, but, uh, you know, the blood of my enemies. I just thought it would be a cool way to rename Robin.
2: It's not even similar. It's exactly the fucking same. I mean, I'm surprised their lawyers aren't coming after you with the trademark shit.
1: I mean, it's a bit hard for them to find me considering I'm just hiding in the shadows, but yeah. It's, I mean, I just add in, why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: Never underestimate fast food lawyers, Robin. I mean, Jason.
1: It's Red Robin.
2: Ah, who gives a fuck
1: anymore? Well, I do. It's my name.
2: The name's a fucking burger joint name. Yeah, I'm gonna change it. Your name is now
1: Revolver. Revolver? I don't use revolvers. I use Glocks. It's close enough, and it sounds cool. Wait, why do you think it sounds cool? I thought you hated guns.
2: I think they're cool in movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay it's just i wanted a name for my own you know like your own it's not your own
2: though that's what i'm that's exactly what i'm saying it's got a fucking trademark already
1: yeah well at least some other costume vigilante doesn't have the name before me i get to have it now what are you talking
2: about i'm fucking original shit only one superhero before me and that's big blue but fuck that guy right now fucking dweeb
1: I mean, if you really want us to team up, I could load in some kryptonite bullets into my Glock, and we could, uh, you know, go after him.
2: Um, I'm going to say I hate that, but then turn around, and then not going to see what you do, and then I'm willing to go in the direction that you want to go.
1: Alright, so you're in then.
2: I didn't say that, but I'm turning around now.
1: Bruce, there he is. Here, I'll shoot him down. Hey Hi. Bruce, Bruce, and Red Robin, how are you both?
2: How's it going, don't say my fucking name out and loud. But, uh, hey, uh, hey Jason. Yeah? You
3: know, I'm turning around again. All right, guns are blazing
1: I heard that. Alright, welcome to Superhero Stuff You Should Know, a Superhouse podcast. I am, once again, the man who knows too much about Batman, and I got my gauntlets now in time for Halloween, (laughs) for those who are watching the YouTube version. And with me, as usual, is... Hey,
0: everybody, it's Andrew. What's going on? It is time to talk about
1: motherfucking death. (laughs) Well, the res- yeah, the death before the uh, Resurrection and Under the Red Hood. So, this is our prequel to Everything You Don't Know About Under the Red Hood. This is now Everything You Don't Know About A Death in the Family. As you can see here, pictured here, the original trade paperback that I've had since, like, I don't know, the mid-90s? <laughs> so, this is one of the first comics I ever bought, actually. Iconic this
0: cover, this cover. Here. Yes. yes. Yes, for sure.
1: So... Basically, I thought we would start with talking a little bit about a follow-up from the last episode where you challenge let's put up a poll. What do people prefer? <laughs> I Mask. cannot believe these results. I, I thought can. Under the
0: Red Hood was way I thought it'd be closer at least. It was a fucking landslide. Yeah. Yeah. I admit I admit defeat Ben.
1: <laughs> well let me reveal the results. Okay, So on Instagram stories, eighty one percent for Masking the Phantasm. Alright. Nineteen percent for Under the Red Hood.
0: Nineteen <laughs> <19%. sighs> percent. It was a little Dude. better on Twitter. Can't... Twitter
1: gives you more time.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Seventy-five uh, percent for of Twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent for hood? the under the under the red hood. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. I, it's. A, I guess so. I admit defeat. But I mean, they're both really I was solid.
1: Though. I was wrong. They're both extremely solid and both have similar themes. There's a reason of, we're putting them against each other. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's a tough call.
0: It's still his yeah. choice. Yeah. You know? On yeah. This. So, in terms,
1: yeah. Of the, in terms of Batman animated movies. Yeah. So, it's it's fantastic. I think they're both fantastic. I'd love both of them. Yes. Yes. So we're at least agreed on that. They're classics. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. We, no, the
0: Red Hood is a modern classic, more yes. modern.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's been updated. So, we did not get a sequel or prequel to Masculine Phantasm, at least in animated form. But we did get one just recently with uh, the new Death in the Family short. We have just seen it right now. You get fresh reactions, guys. This
0: is one of the most fresh. Well, we did what Batman vs. Dracula I just watched right before it, that I think. That might have been, yeah. That There's one or Batwoman. W- there was Master a couple. Batman. Yeah, there, there was, was a, a There couple we, we did before. back yeah. like in the early days, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you were first coming on as a real host. Yeah. And not just, not just a correspondent. Yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> so what were your thoughts on the short that we've just seen? The many versions, that is.
0: It, I like that it obviously shares so much DNA with Under the Red Hood mm-hmm. and it's a little tough because we literally just finished watching I'm still sort of unpacking it. Right. I love that the phrase unpacking became a thing because it, it, it... I guess you could say I used to... I'm, I'm still processing it. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, yeah. Um, I honestly feel like I I have a thing and I don't expect anybody to agree with me on this one and I'm not trying to be... Um, contrarian but oh. i love the scenes where they're just sitting and having a coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so no. even though the first one is anticlimactic as
1: fuck, uh You're referring to the one that ends with. Spoilers for everybody who hasn't This is hasn't a spoiler-filled yeah. podcast for yeah.
0: Batman Death in the Family, yes. mainly the Blu-ray but also the comic. Mm-hmm. So please stop that, watch it now, It mm-hmm. just came out. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're if you're concerned about spoilers. If right. you're not if you've already seen it, Yeehaw, motherfucker, let's keep on going. <laughs> let's keep going. So the,
1: the ending of Superman. I love the one with, with Superman. Clark, yeah.
0: Superman shows up Clark. There's a scene in uh Young Justice where uh they're, oh, yeah, yeah. where they're like it's very similar, it was like yeah. Bruce, I ha- we have to have a talk. Yeah. Or was that what it was? It's been a while since I've seen it.
1: Yeah, it's one where they're talking about I think it's Bruce telling Superman he has to be a proper father to, to Conner Kent. To yeah, Superboy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a weird you know, role reversal. It's a reversal. You would think it would be the other way around. I, I love
0: that. I love the the. Yeah, that's right. I love yeah. the New Year's Eve stuff on Batman. B. Gordon. So, like, I, actually, apropos, I, I'm wearing a coffee shirt. I'm a huge, huge coffee fan, and um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, dude. But, I, <laughs> but also the first the first time we watched the the 30 minute one, mm-hmm. the one that ends in the cafe, yeah. or the diner, he is it's completely from Bruce's narration mm-hmm. and I love that because that probably especially to you I mean of course I've read some comics but not nearly as much as you but that right. That reminds you of inner monologue you're reading in the comics, correct? Yeah. Whenever it you see your narration, it does, and
1: it adds a lot of. Even though it's like it's mostly a recap of Under the Red Hood, which yeah. I thought at first was like this is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciated the character insights. Yeah. I love that. There's certain things where you're just like, oh, I never thought that Bruce would think that way about that scene that I saw ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So exactly. That that was <clears throat> that was probably the uh, the saving grace of of that right. path. You, you
0: you feel close to Bruce in this. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's emo- it's emotionally driven, and I think that's why it was really strong. The the, the whenever you get Jason Todd's um, inner monologue and his his narration, it's good, but it's just not as good as Bruce's. Man. Right? Yeah. No, There's a reason not. Bruce is the main man. <laughs> right. You know, like Jason Todd is he's good, and honestly, I'm not the right age for Jason Todd. I feel like in a sense it's more of a if I was a young 20s late teens yeah, oh my you god say that. Yeah. Are you kidding me I'm all over it mm-hmm. I would have loved that
1: but yeah
0: you know it's good it's all good yeah. I liked it
1: <clears throat> I think we're the more mature adult Bruce we're adult Batman <laughs> we're fans we're Batman fans. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of are though I mean yes, we are this is we are sort of a um,
0: kind of a mature Batman podcast I think yes yeah Yes. yes. In, a, in a way Mhm. So, I mean, when we're not making fucking jokes.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I, lo- I loved it. I love the different paths. We'll go into which path was my favorite, and we'll go into which one your favorite oh, yeah. was when we get there. I already revealed it. Oh, really? I mean, that was it, right? <laughs> oh, you mean from there? Well, well, like... From the explosion. From the explosion, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you, have, you have many different paths... And the most anticlimactic one is just to go with the same continuity as Under the Red Hood because that doesn't really show you much that's new. It kind of adds a little bit more to yeah. uh, what was in Under the Red Hood. But other yeah. than that, it's uh, pretty much what you would expect. It's okay. the more unexpected choices that I, that threw me. And there were a couple moments that, <laughs> yeah, as, some, that I've told you some, Yeah, my jaw dropped. I'm like, really? They're doing this? They weren't. Okay. <laughs> Let's we'll talk about it. I was going to ask... But I'll wait. I'll wait on okay. it. Okay. Right. I'll wait on it. Uh, but let's start with the stuff that happens before the branching, before like all the shit like, goes down and you get to choose like which path you want to go. Uh, a lot of it is based off of this comic. Yeah. How familiar are you with uh, the Death of the Family comic?
0: No, not at all, man. I wish... Gotcha. That's one I do want to read. I haven't gotten around gotcha. to it. Again, I... Uh, I am not a super casual Bat fan. I've read mm-hmm. many of the comics nowhere near Ben. seen all the movies, of course, most mm-hmm. of the animation, but I just, even some of the greats like this, I know this yeah. is a classic, but I just have never read Death in the Family, the
1: comics mm-hmm. version. Right.
0: I don't think so. Well, <laughs> there's some, some. sometimes I'm like, oh, I did read that.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't read it. Right, okay. So uh, this came about in the 80s because of the fact that there was this idea to use phone calls to sort of interact with the with the comic, which is why yeah. this movie is interactive on the Blu Ray. Yeah. Uh, so the editor Denny O'Neill, figured he could take advantage of that, and uh, he he was like, it has to be a big decision, so it's got to be a death, but it can't just be some bullshit death of like, will this random person that we introduced in the first issue, you know, die at the end of the at the end of said issue? That yeah. Really stupid. Right. No will care. It Clayface's
0: niece. <laughs>
1: yeah. It has to be an established character. <laughs> For people to give a shit. And yeah. this version of Robin, the way that Jim Starlin, the writer, was characterizing him, yeah. as I covered in the Under the Red Hood podcast, it was just not popular with with readers. The readers were used to the Dick Grayson dynamic. He they was the
0: Damien to, of his time. Yeah, they weren't basically. used to Grim Dark. Yeah, yeah, like
1: Damien was super popular in 2005, 2006 or so when he got introduced. but. Yeah. That was the two thousands. We're talking about the eighties, people yeah. kinda of still a little bit more used to their take on things. And so they didn't yeah. like that this is a dark robin. Right. Or whatever. So Denny O'Neill thought maybe we do something where he gets in danger and we leave it up to the audience to vote whether or not Jason Todd gets to stay as Robin. Okay. Over here. So he's kind of saw it as the, the way to to solve his Robin problem and do the stunt <laughs> at the same time.
0: So, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Danny O'Neill created Jason Todd. No, he didn't. Um,
1: yeah. He was technically created by Jerry Conway in oh, the yeah. '80s, but this okay. new version of him uh, was brought about in the comics by Max Allen Collins, and oh, then yeah. characterized with the grim, dark uh, sort of version that we talked about in the last episode. of right. the, the, the whole diplomat's son who rapes that girl and everything like that's all Jim Starlin. Okay, so
0: Starlin, man, he's a fucking MVP, and yeah. he created Thanos and every and, you know like. I don't know. I people should know his name more, probably. Yeah, I know, right? You Especially
1: know? after the Infinity War Endgame. Yeah. Duology They They stuff. made yeah. a
0: fucking purple-headed, raisin-looking motherfucker. <laughs> An actual, like... One of their best villains. Yeah. Honestly, like, Loki kind of got annoying after a while. But, like, Thanos was like
1: a badass motherfucker all right. the way through. And he had that impact in just two movies, really.
0: In just two movies.
1: Because he had cameos in the others, but you didn't really get to know who he was. Right. Yeah. Right. They
0: just didn't have... We'll finish the tangent soon. But they, they didn't have the full Loki plan figured out for 20 fucking movies. That's right. the problem. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? They had yeah. a Thanos plan for two movies.
1: Mm-hmm. So it was a way to build up to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but over here, uh, Death and the Family started, it was from Batman issue number 426 to 429. So it was only four issues, really. Okay. Uh, writers were, as you can see in the front, Jim Starlin uh, with... Uh, Jim Aparo during the pencils and the inker was Mike DiCarlo colorist was Adrian Roy and letter was John Costanza and uh, 426 and 427 was basically everything to set up to this adventure Yeah. until at the end 427 is the classic Joker with the crowbar explosions everything Batman arrives with explosion and that was a cliffhanger okay and that was when there was an ad saying Robin will die because the Joker wants revenge but you can prevent that with one phone call (laughs) Wow. Okay. So you had, they had to they vote, had, right? Yeah, they had different they had different phone numbers for each one. Uh, you call God. one for him to live, and you call another for him to die, and you had 36 hours to do this. And it probably costs
0: extra too, right?
1: Yeah, there's probably some toll number or, or whatever. Fifty to do this.
0: cents, which was like three dollars <laughs> in the
1: '80s. Uh, but <laughs> you had from 8 a.m. EST on September 16th to 8 p.m. the next evening.
0: Just one day a, to call. Thirty-six
1: hours, yeah. It's so a little over hours. one day, yeah. Do you know uh, if it
0: was free or not?
1: I don't know, but I have a feeling based off of another story that's coming up, it probably was. And they, like, I'm sure it was a toll-free number.
0: If if it wasn't, it just seems like one of those things where it's one of those numbers that showed up in the bill yeah. that your
1: parents would get mad about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why? Like Tim, why did you? Why? What's this bill for? I don't. Oh, I had this.
0: to call to kill Robin. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, can you uh, just give me a, a, a general prediction or estimate how many calls you think there were to, to oh, vote is, on this? this is a good question. Just in total, yeah. Because I have the exact numbers.
0: Wow. I'm going to what I think is lowballing.
1: 200,000. Okay. Ooh, that's actually way higher <laughs> than what it was. Oh, okay. It was actually 10,614 calls. Okay, okay. Uh, how close do you think it was or how far do you think it was? Oh, these games.
0: Um, <laughs> I think sixty-five percent to kill.
1: So you think it was mostly uh, Jason Todd will die? They
0: voted to kill him, right?
1: I mean, they did, but I was just asking how. Do you think it was close, or do you think it was like overwhelmingly, like vast majority?
0: I think six, I think sixty-five percent wanted to kill
1: him. Okay, uh, so the final tally was five thousand and two hundred and seventy-one people wanted to kill him. 5,343 were against it. So 72 votes. Wow. 72. And you say your vote doesn't count in this country. (laughs) Go out and vote, everybody. Uh, (laughs) O'Neill had heard a story that there was one guy who programmed a computer. This is high tech in the 80s, programs a computer to dial the thumbs down number every 90 seconds. So maybe he was the one who made the big difference and was the extra 72 calls. Who knows? Are you serious? Somebody did that? Somebody did that according to Denny O'Neill. He oh, was told, wow. Yeah. So it's uh, it's wild. But obviously... There they don't know for sure even now. They don't know, at least. Okay. The, 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 they don't have, a, they don't have a level.
0: way to let retroactively find out who hacked in the
1: 80s. I'm sure like that guy is a huge Batman fan. And once he he probably has heard Danny O'Neill say that. And it's up to him to out himself. I'm sure okay, Or maybe there already is an article on that. Who knows? But. Okay.
0: That's interesting fact. Yeah. Dude, back at that time... You could probably hack the fucking like World Bank <laughs> with yeah. a, with a fucking like DOS computer, one of those shitty computers, like yeah. if you really wanted to. They, they, pro- I don't know, man. It just seemed like it was a wild, like hardly any cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's especially comic book thing that would have been probably yeah. pretty easy to hack.
1: Yeah, yeah, and as I okay, so next question then, if you were a fan in the '80s and you were reading this, yeah, which would you have voted for? Continue grim dark Robin or kill him off?
0: That's an interesting choice. If you are who you are now, but just in I normally yeah. wouldn't want to kill because, mm-hmm. I don't know, like in Ghost of Tsushima, I chose to leave the guy alive at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Um, but, uh, spoilers on that one. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I'm not a huge fan of Grimdark at the same time.
1: Right, so it's uh, not that you're killing him, the Joker killed him. That's just whether or not he <laughs> survives the explosion.
0: Uh, uh, if if he's I haven't read that time period of, of, of Jason Todd but I mean if he was super annoying maybe I don't know my natural inclination is to let, is to let him live though yeah yeah, I I'm, probably gonna, I'm gonna say th- official answer let him live yeah
1: I probably would have too yeah. Um, yeah and probably have used the experience to have humbled him you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of thing yeah. to make him a little bit more of a likable Robin to, to people it would right. have been completely different it would have changed Batman's entire history if if, right. if this whole thing you know didn't go down that way we right. wouldn't have had Under the Red Hood that's right you know So, uh, Batman 428 was the one that revealed the ending, that he was dead. Okay. But there was an alternate page that was written in case he was voted to live. Yeah, right. But the thing is, and here's what's weird to me, and I'll show it to people who are watching on the video, uh, the covers to each one had the title, A Death in the Family, throughout all of them. Right. So, if Jason was going to live, what was the death going to be? That's my main question. I've I've yet to find an answer to that. It was the name oh yeah you're right you know Yeah. unless it's like some sort of metaphorical death that Jason goes through from the experience I don't know but uh, that's never really been answered for me I can't find anything on that but what I do know is that they did kill Jason Todd and they got apparently a ton of hate mail on it, like <laughs> just funny. A
0: bunch of '80s nerds have a bunch of <laughs> bloodlust, but they they don't like the the whiny ass Todd,
1: right? Well, I think it's also probably from people who didn't get what it was, who didn't participate in this at all. So the oh, people who voted in, uh, I imagine, you were just like, know. you got what you wanted, but yeah. you know, if you're somebody who just grew up with the '60s series and then in the '80s you hear that they killed Robin off in the comics, you're right. thinking how dare they kill off Burt Ward? Like they, right. you don't know about Jason Todd, you don't know about anything on him. right, 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 um, Denny O'Neill said that he spent all day on the phone instead of actually doing his job to answer all of these people. I'm surprised he even took the calls, honestly. Yeah. Um, He's, he was a nice guy. Yeah. Like, super, like, ridiculously nice. <laughs> he said that uh, they had to remind people that this was not a real kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So this is ink and paper, he says, in the in the in uh, this documentary called The Batman on DC Universe. Uh, and that's what he says on there oh, about, yeah? the, about the death in the family experience. So God, it's, I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, anyway. that was great. Uh, yeah. It was a great documentary just to get his insights on things. Uh, but that's what he had to go up against. There was an an amount of hate mail on that. Uh, and uh, afterwards, I'll put this out there. Here's a new fun fact that I don't think a lot of people know. The oh. original Death in the Family adaptation was actually in 1996 on audio drama called Legends of Robin.
0: Well, shit. There's the bat tutelage yes, right there for
1: combined, you. it uh, combined... A Lonely Place of... uh, It combined a death in the family with A Lonely Place of Dying, which is what introduced Tim Drake. Uh, And it was basically the the sort of crossover from going from Jason Todd, Jason Todd's death, to Tim Drake donning the Robin outfit. Okay. All right. Uh, Joker was voiced by Mark Hamill in the audio drama. So Mark Hamill, even though barely anybody has heard this performance, Mark Hamill killed Jason Todd. Wow. A long-ass time ago. This is... This is pre b This is... Well, no, this is the middle of b This is oh, 1996. The middle of it. Oh, so okay. oh, yeah, yeah. They, they right, cast him right. because he was part of it. Okay, yeah, But this yeah, is, yeah. like, one of those more obscure, like, Mark Hamill performances. Right. So, for anybody curious on what it sounds like of Mark Hamill's Joker yeah, killing boy. Jason Todd, we're going to play a clip for you right it
3: now. wasn't very nice hitting, Uncle Joker. You've been a bad boy. Uh, Prepare yourself for a severe spanking, young man. But let me tell you right from the start, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it does me. Ah! that was fun. Messy, though. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that was cool
1: yeah.
0: Zach's so close to him too
1: oh I know right Yeah. so that's a little bit of a preview for you guys you can find that on YouTube we will uh, add a link in the description for anybody watching our YouTube version a link in the description for the uh, playlist where you can hear that version that uh, a, an uploader has put up but that was the original Death in the Family adaptation before we got to the opening of Under the Red Hood and of course now the Blu-ray so this was like an
0: audio book. What was
1: this? It was an audio. Yeah, it was an audio cassette, audio,
0: audio comic kind of thing.
1: It was an audio cassette. They release yeah. those every
0: now and again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch. I had one for like Two Face and Riddler in, right. in the '90s.
0: Books on tape. People I used to
1: say. Had, I grew up with the one of the Untold Legend of the Batman, which is like an okay. '80s comic, very '80s theme song and stuff. I loved it.
0: There. Oh, really? Yeah. There's there are a few uh, Batman and Superman audio books on Audible. And I, mm. I kind of, like, want to... That would be a cool thing to, like, do a deep dive
1: review on later on down the line. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so I think there's definitely one that I want to check out um, called Enemies and Allies, which is, like, Batman and Superman teaming up for the first time, but in okay. the 50s. Okay, So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, then dive a little bit into comparisons between the short that we saw, at least everything leading up to the explosion, and okay. uh, the comic, so it's pretty close actually in terms of the whole. Batman sees that Jason is too brutal and decides to bench him. Right. Uh, so that's pretty much like in the comic. However, the big thing that they cut out of the movie is that uh, the reason why Jason goes across the world is not to track Joker. In the comic, Batman's tracking Joker. Right. In the comic, Jason uh, basically feels like he's kicked out of Wayne Manor or kicked away from from Bruce. So he goes. He does some soul searching and he finds out that. Uh, the mom who he thought was his real mom uh, was is not the name on the birth certificate. Okay. It has a different name on the birth certificate that's kind of like smushed out or whatever. But it has a letter on it uh, starting with the letter S. And so he decides to track down the three, people who's, three women whose first names start with S that's in his dad's address book. Uh, so he gets three names, and that's why he goes across the world. It's actually Batman who goes across the world to investigate Joker because Joker is true to what happens in the uh, – in the movie, uh, he's trying to sell a big weapon to terrorists. In the comic, it's a missile. But in, right. the, uh, in the movie, it's uh, just a bunch of uranium. And then they go to... It's not Bosnia, but it is actually several parts of the Middle East. So there's like in Lebanon and a lot oh, of okay. uh, uh, places. But uh, in one case, there's... Uh, this is what I don't get. Jason Todd's dad was supposed to be a henchman of two faces who was killed. Okay, Apparently... The three candidates are uh, a woman who turns out to be an Israeli secret service agent. Okay. And the other one is Lady Shiva. (laughs) And I'm like, how does this thug know these two? Right. Um, But neither one turn out to be the mother. The real mother is actually in Ethiopia, and, and she's a doctor named Sheila Haywood. And Sheila is there because she was disgraced. She did a botched abortion operation. Uh, and Joker seems to know about that and is using that to blackmail her.
0: Joker knows everything.
1: Joker apparently does, knows everything, yeah. So, And it just so happens that when Joker's there to blackmail her to sort of use her medical trucks for him to transport his Joker gas, that's when Jason and Bruce show up because Jason thinks that that's his mom. And she confirms that years ago she did have a relationship with Willis Todd, his dad.
0: Whose will Willis Todd? His dad. That's it?
1: I mean, he's a henchman <laughs> oh, okay. of, of Two-Face's before Two-Face killed him.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So,
1: yeah. Uh, and it's because of the fact, though, that... So, in, in the movie, it's just basically they see Rosal Gould's men take off with the u- uranium and stuff where, while there's the warehouse, or Joker, inside. And even though Batman tells Jason to stay put, Jason decides to go in anyway. Okay. Kind of a dumb move. However, in the comic, yeah. it's better explained because in the comic he refuses because he wants to help his mom out. Yes,
0: so oh, the mom's cut out of this entirely. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. to be fair,
1: they were going they were going off the continuity of Under the Red Hood because they didn't present her in the opening of Under the Red Hood, and it would have complicated that as well if you show that showed her in that. Uh, but in the comic, he goes in to try to rescue her, and it turns out she's a little bit more in league with Joker. Than he thought. And so she okay. pulls a gun on him and gives him up to Joker. So she actually betrays him. And it gets dark as fuck. So this is the darkest moment from Jim Starlin. Is as Joker's beating Jason with a crowbar, his mom watches and then turns around and smokes a cigarette. She's just a piece of shit mom. She's just a piece of shit mom. Until Joker's like, oh, you know, I shouldn't leave any evidence. So I'm just going to tie you up here instead of bomb so that you can die off your son. Okay. So now she cares <laughs> about what? it.
0: I mean, so she's just a total piece of shit.
1: Like, pretty much. Why she's so shitty? I mean, she. Let's think of it this way: she doesn't know Jason. He's only shown up for the last couple of minutes, and she's like Suzanne's
0: mom in the final in that movie. Yeah, like she
1: she's not really invested in him so much as protecting herself. And then when Joker turns the tables on her, uh, and Jason is recovered enough to sort of move around, like you see in the movie, right. um, they decide to break out together. So Jason then unties her and then they leads her to the door, only to find that the door is locked, and then the place okay. explodes. Okay. And that kill that definitely kills her. She dies in front of Batman when Batman's trying to find Jason's body. Okay. So that ver- stayed pretty true, <clears throat> other than that. And the final issue of the Death in the Family story is Batman trying to almost get revenge on Joker. And it's an insane story where the Joker is now the Iranian ambassador at the UN, <laughs> and once again, he's got diplomatic immunity. The
0: 90s, y'all. <laughs> so he's,
1: Joker's got diplomatic immunity because this he was ni- This
0: was in the 90s, correct?
1: 80s, 88. This is 80, yeah. Oh, 88, yeah. He represents Iran <laughs> over here. How does this happen? I don't know, but the Ayatollah apparently has- he shows up in here and offers the job to Joker. And at hashtag yeah. uh, 80s, y'all. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And Superman actually shows up, so this is partially why I think Clark Kent shows up at the end of that short. Okay. Is because Superman plays a role at the end of the original Death of the Family, trying to coerce Bruce not to kill the Joker. Okay. And they do end up working together and naturally there's a confrontation with Batman and Joker, and Joker is presumably dead, but you know he's gonna come back. And that's the end of the, that's the end of that issue. Okay, so that's pretty much how the comic goes. Obviously, they cut out the Iranian ambassador, all that shit. That part's a little too silly, probably. Yeah, Yeah. it's not needed. Yeah, but those are pretty much the main things. Do you think that they made the right move in cutting the whole mom subplot? From what I hear, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think think it just would have been too dark, right? For that, I mean, this is already dark enough as it is. You don't need to add more darkness to it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the only thing that it adds, uh, the mom thing adds, is a better motivation for him to go into the warehouse
0: that's that's pretty much it the whole like her just turning away it's like uh, it's it's not set up well yeah no it's not set up well yeah it's not great from a writing
1: standpoint as it were sorry mr starling (laughs) but hey who are we yeah a couple of jackasses on the internet so uh when we get back from the break we will cover all the alternate paths and the comic book uh connections to that see you then (laughs) Joker's
3: kidnapped Robin and taken him to a warehouse downtown. I've got to get there and help him. But what ride should I take? The bat cycle would be the fastest, probably, and the funnest, if I'm to be honest. But the batmobile's probably the most reliable, and probably the most menacing, so it'd clear traffic. The bat boat I could take. I haven't taken the boat in a while. No, none of that. Hmm, how about the bat truck? Gee whiz,
0: I sure am about to die
3: Should I take the bat bicycle? Where the fuck I've been needing to work out. Should I take the bat fat tire cruiser? It's been a while since I've hit the beaches. Uh, maybe I'll dust off the bat scooter and take it for a spin. Boy, I sure hope Robin's delaying the Joker from doing anything crazy.
0: Surely Batman's already on his way!
3: I feel like I can be pretty discerning here because my ward and protege, Robin, can handle himself. Hmm... I'm kinda leaning back towards the Bat-cycle again. Alfred! Yes, sir? What should I take out here? The Joker's, you know, he's up to some shit. Robin's taking care of it, but I should probably go.
1: I suggest, uh, the usual game of Eenie, Meeny, Miney, and Moe. You're a bloody genius, alright. I dare say I am, so.
0: Oh, that crowbar really does smart.
3: Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a tiger by his toe if he. Wait a minute. How the hell does the rest of that one go? Oh, shit. Yeah, bat truck. Alright, everybody, if you like that little preview to the
0: sketch right there, we have that plus news. Plus, we're bringing back some opinion pieces and uh, review-type stuff and all kinds of stuff in our $5 tier on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod, and if you become part of the $5 tier, you can see these new bonus episodes. Basically, consider it Superhouse DLC.
3: Oh! (laughs) Transmission is being interrupted To bring you an important message Joker here (laughs) Now I know You're all very disappointed Because you were trying to listen to the Bozo Super Sunday show But I've got a special treat for you Instead It's my favorite podcast Superhero stuff you should know What's that? You don't want to listen? Too bad I've already got it on every station in Gotham, (laughs) so go ahead, give it a listen, and I promise it'll leave you with a smile on your face.
1: (laughs) And we are back to discuss more of A Death in the Family. As you can see, we got the Blu-ray right in front of us for those who are watching the YouTube version. And uh, as we might have, I'm not sure if we made this clear enough, on the Blu-ray, that is the only way that you can do the interactive part. If you get the digital version, it'll give you an hour-and-a-half movie that is just the version with the Superman uh, part, uh, and then a whole bunch of unrelated sh- shorts with Sergeant Rock, Death, Adam Strange. Um, I think there's probably like one more that I'm missing on there, uh, but a whole bunch of them. And it's the bonus features that have the three alternate paths that we're about to talk about on here. Uh, so and they all start off the
0: same way, and they all start off the same way. So you by might the have way. to skip if you're going in order. If you're uh, watching this all in in, the,
1: in a row, yeah. So Heads you can up. comfortably skip through all the way up until Batman's approaching the motorcycle, uh, pr- approaching the building with a motorcycle. Uh, so we'll see. Then again, we did say this is a spoiler-filled episode, so we're probably just preaching to the choir right now. But just that's, in case, that's true.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> just some, in like, case, you'd be surprised people just don't care. <laughs> yeah. And just in case. Now we just help those people out.
1: Yeah. In case you were like on the fence and you're using this podcast to determine, eh, should I get it? Should I not? Uh, definitely get it. But here's how to get it. I right? generally don't
0: care it. about spoilers unless it's like the Batman by Matt Reeves or <laughs> something <laughs> like super. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm um, like number one looking forward to I don't know I'm just I'm not super spoiler I kinda sensitive
1: wish, I kind of wish those set photos weren't up you know what I mean
0: yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna start stop following some of these people man that is the I think they know they don't release until 2022 and they're like ah fuck it people will forget
1: yeah I mean it's one thing if we get a closer look at like Colin Farrell's Penguin compared to the trailer, but some of the other stuff I was like, yeah They're in a fucking
0: bat there. robe walking around on yeah, set I'm outside. Like, eh, they I had the worst security I've ever seen. Yeah. They really don't care. Where If anybody's lost, there's just a bunch of set photos from the Batman mm-hmm. in Liverpool, somewhere in England.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently... And, and were... Grant
0: Morrison? That's gotta be Grant Morrison. I don't think it's Grant Morrison. It's not... Okay. There's
1: a picture of a bald man on set that we debated whether or not is Grant Morrison. We will find out in the actual movie. It I looks guess. a lot,
0: but it looks a little bit more stout than Grant Morrison, yeah. I think. But it looks very, very similar. Yeah. yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, he does. He does. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. You that. Uh, so there were three alternate routes uh, outside of the regular Death and Family. Because if you just vote for Jason Todd dying from the explosion, you get basically a prequel slash sequel to Under the Red Hood. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go in the order that we saw it. So the first one was called Jason Todd's Rebellion, where Jason does get blown up in the explosion, but he actually survives. And when okay. Batman finds him, he says, oh, my God, he's alive, which is a reference to that page that they that alternate page that Jim Aparo drew. Just uh, in case. Just in case they voted for right. him to live. Right. Um, and then we get to see Ace the Bounthound when when uh, <laughs> Jason is like recovering from stuff and he's surrounded bat by that family. Bat Cow is not in there. The Bat Cow didn't show up until damien showed up though so oh yeah that makes sense that shit's ridiculous um so clearly uh jason todd does not become the red hood but he becomes something else someone else right yes who looks suspiciously like hush right yes so they never That's, actually uh, name him that
0: yeah what does he have a name in this little short
1: they keep calling him robin okay in that so okay. i'm like eh like you should have just gone with hush i evil, mean evil he's hush robin In the DC fandom panel for Death in the Family, they did call him Hush, though. He's
0: a Hush puppy you get at (laughs) Red Robin. Uh,
1: This is a reference, however, to the actual Hush story. Okay. In Batman 617 and 618, again, this is not in the Hush animated movie, so if you've only seen the animated movie, this is not in there. Um, They made you think at one point that Jason Todd was Hush. Okay. And he shows up in the bandages, and he undoes the bandages, and he's even got the, you know how this version of Jason has the R on his chest underneath the coat that's what that was in there okay uh in the, in the jim lee version and then towards the end there's this fight with batman in a cathedral and batman figures out that this is he's like you are not the Robin who died and then he turns into clay oh shit <laughs> and it's revealed that it's clay face wow he gets used a lot more yeah <laughs> well of course he does yeah uh but in batman annual number 25 judd winnick revealed that it was jason in the cemetery and then at some point they switched so that Clayface was the one in the final confrontation just to make Batman think that it was Clayface the whole time. Okay. This is major confusing. But Yeah, this this gets a little rough. <laughs> this is why this is not adapted. <laughs> Plus Batman
0: never checking the coffin
1: in the animated one we
0: just saw. Yeah. That's almost out of character, but he was very and heartbroken. Grieving. He was he was grieving as fuck. So yeah. yeah. He and, didn't, and they he didn't that want out. to see his dead sons. Yeah. Uh, face
1: probably yeah I mean they call that out in, in both Under the Red Hood and Death of the Family so I, I excuse it because it, they call it, it out does, you know? it does make sense yeah.
0: it, but it's something you notice It's some, you know mm-hmm. if you're a Bat fan you notice that kind of
1: stuff yes that's true <laughs> uh, even though I love uh, you know I loved our interview with Cole Vallis who was Tommy Elliott uh, check that out if you haven't seen it um, I did when I read the actual Hush arc I was kind of disappointed it wasn't Jason Todd at that time it just seemed too good of a twist
0: Miss opportunity you think opportunity. even to this day
1: yeah because the way it's set up and like Batman's like putting all the clues together in that issue being like oh like the thing that cut my bat line you know only one you know only few people would have that skill to do that right but in reality it turns out to be his like doctor friend from childhood like it's it's weird it's weird yeah uh, so I yeah. didn't I didn't think that the Tommy Elliot twist was nearly as good as the Jason Todd twist Uh. but it, it makes more sense yeah to be Jason Todd yeah. yeah but if they did that we wouldn't have gotten under the red hood so yep, that's true. Maybe again,
0: they they probably headed that way, and it might have changed somewhere in editorial or something. Maybe uh, you I, know.
1: I think Jeff Loeb, the, who wrote Hush, is on record saying that he kind of wanted the opening there. Just if anybody right. wanted it, but it wasn't where he was. He personally was going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. I personally think I prefer Jason as Hush,
0: but somebody at the higher up said no. Said no to then, to Loeb,
1: but then yes to Judd Winnick. From the real world, people don't make yeah,
0: people <laughs> from the real, people don't make sense, man. Bottom line, people don't make sense, Ben.
1: To be fair, the Under the Red Hood story I actually prefer over Hush. I know that might be a controversial, that might be a bold statement because Hush is considered to be like one of the greatest Batman stories. Uh, Batman I, I agree,
0: honestly. I just I think Under the Red Hood is yeah. Under Red Hood's cool. Red Hood's no, just there's cool. so much more emotional, even though he's to whiny. That. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can see why Hush is iconic, but it. It has not struck me the same way it has struck many others. A I'll say that much, Ben.
1: A, yeah, there's a different feel because you're, it's got the shadow of the Death in the Family story from 1988 right over it. You don't have that, that effect with Hush.
0: Right, right. Hush <clears throat> came out in when? Late 2003. Is that that recent? Yeah. Wow, I thought it was I thought it was 90s maybe. Okay. No, no, no. yeah. 2003
1: was Hush, and then Jason came back around like. 2005 so it was very close okay from Hush to Under the Red Hood okay anyway so uh, and then it ends with the whole twist that uh, Talia shows up with Damien <laughs> baby Damien with baby Damien now this little blue eyes Jason says that he read in the bat computer that uh, she uh, the baby was like no more apparently she had a miscarriage and stuff and she's like that was a lie so that Bruce would go back to you go, would right. go back to the family uh, this is a reference to real comic book history in 1987, uh, in the storyline "Son of the Demon," Bruce and Talia have, of course, an affair. They have sex. Uh, <laughs> Batman post- fucks. <Fox. laughs> yes, Batman fucks. Uh, and she gives. She claims to have a miscarriage at one point, but at the end, it's revealed that she gave the baby up for adoption. Okay. And then this was then written out of continuity. <laughs> Okay. Uh, supposedly at the time. Grant Morrison, being who he is and thinking everything was canon, yeah. brings it back in 2006 <laughs> and names the kid Damien.
0: So, forget Grant Morrison created Damien. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's a that's the reference there. Okay. Is, is the whole idea of, you know, you were lied to or you didn't think that was real, and then it turns right. out it is. Right. You know, so Real inside baseball on that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also weird to me, I think Damien has blue eyes and Talia is like, you have your father's eyes but Bruce has brown eyes in the cartoon so i think something got messed up there but that's just a little thing right i was thinking that like yeah yeah superman has blue eyes yeah
0: but i for, yeah i guess yeah bruce has brown eyes right generally
1: in he has blue eyes in the comics but they draw it so different all the time anyway oh okay yeah but i'm saying in the continuity of death in the family and under the red hood he's got brown right, eyes right right cuz we've been watching that movie for years and right i probably would have noticed if he had right. like, striking blue eyes like Damien did right oh Uh, they don't know what they're doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) just kidding they do know what they're doing these are great batman
1: movies uh all right (laughs) just
0: got they just forgot that one part
1: uh any closing thoughts on jason todd's rebellion before we go into the next version
0: so this is okay this is the one with the hush part yeah Yeah. um Yeah. yeah it was it was good um it was not my favorite i agree yeah i thought I, it would be i wish game. i had a better commentary for you at this moment right. but i'm still unpacking i guess <laughs> right <laughs>
1: just saw it everybody
0: uh but but yeah it's it's i mean it's worth a worth a look for mm-hmm. sure yeah
1: yeah uh the next one uh is red hood's reckoning which is the one where batman's able to rescue batman but then there's the explosion and then batman dies and jason still becomes the Red Hood anyway.
0: <laughs> still bleak. Yes. So yeah. uh
1: there's a lot here where it seems like he lives out under the Red Hood. They even right. the whole bridge confrontation, they didn't even it doesn't look like they even had John DiMaggio redub his lines as the Joker. They just had Vincent Martella um Vincent Mart okay, so just a just a quick side tangent. Vincent Martella did the voice of young Jason Todd in Under the Red Hood ten years ago. Right. And then they brought him back for this. Okay. That's um, cool. So that's the way the voice is different for Red Hood. And plus it makes sense because in this version, this is Jason's reaction right, right. after the explosion. Right. As opposed to something that happens like many years later. Right. Uh, so it, it makes sense here. But they even, the whole bridge confrontation is basically what's in Under the Red Hood. But Vincent Martell is saying different dialogue as Jason Todd. Okay. So uh, that was cool. I also noticed, because this is the second time around when I showed it to you. um, there's a hint that Black Mask is actually dead in there. Because in the if you watch Under the Red Hood, when Joker pours the gasoline yeah. in the truck, you see Black Mask in right. there yelling right. at him. Right. And in this version, you don't see Black Mask at all.
0: Okay, yeah. And that's oh, to right. set up
1: the reveal later on when Joker is like, you've been killing people this whole time and oh, you've been repressing right. it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that was cool. That was a hell of a reveal. um The reveal where Jason uh, takes off his mask in front of Joker was feels like it's a reference to the original reveal that Jason Todd was Red Hood in the comics, because that's how they revealed it, as we talked about in the Under the Red Hood deep dive uh, on there, as well as uh, the scene of Joker talking about how, like, you're closer to my side of the line now, like, I'm your real daddy type of thing. And, of course, the line, One Bad Day is another reference to the killing joke. Yes. Um, Notice that one. Yes. Yeah. But the biggest surprise... (laughs) Tell him. ...made my jaw drop was the Batman of Zur R... I heard the words Zur-N-R, and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me, really." So
0: this major jaw drop, because I assume it's not in the comics.
1: I mean, it is in the comics, but not in anything related to Jason Todd.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you didn't see it coming in this storyline.
1: No, because there was no hints of it ever happening. And so I just this am- is a
0: total uh, they've to- a liberty they've taken.
1: Well, of course, I mean, it's in the a liberty in the, in the first place because of the fact that this is an alternate world where Jason, Bruce, is believed to be dead and Jason becomes Red Hood anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but sure. I, uh,
1: because once he, he let Joker live, I was wondering why the runtime on the short was still going. I was like, credits can't be that long. Right. What else is going to happen? What could possibly right. happen? And I heard right. Zur and R, and I was like, oh, shit.
0: Zur and R's was he in Brave and the Bold, maybe? He was also in Brave and the Bold, yeah. So this is not his debut. His first serious uh, debut, though.
1: Well, okay, so let me go into the, the history, as his brief history of the Batman of Xur and R. Okay, so in Batman number 113 from 1958, uh, there is a story called, it's called the Superman uh, of Planet X and sounds silly, and I love it. Batman goes to this planet that's called interchangeably Planet X and Zeronar. <laughs> okay. And Bruce is able to fly and have the powers of Superman on this planet.
0: Sounds great. I want to read it re- uh, immediately.
1: And uh, the, on that <laughs> world, though, is is their own alien Batman. He's oh, great. the Batman of Zurinar, and he's in the alternate suit of the purple, red, and yellow colors. Okay. Uh, and at the end, it's sort of ambiguous whether or not... Bruce was actually there at Zurinar or if he had a dream. Uh, so the story was written by Francis Heron and art by Dick Spraying classic uh it was adapted into a brave and the bold episode called the super batman of planet x and they actually got kevin conroy to do the voice of the batman of zuronar
0: he's like yeah i'll take a humongous payday for a day's work
1: (laughs) welcome to the planet of (laughs) zuronar he says at one point
0: welcome all this money to my new (laughs) to my wallet
1: so uh, just like most things in the silver age uh it's it's forgotten for many years until Grant Morrison once again shows up in the two thousand around two thousand six two thousand eight or so,
0: there are reports that Grant Morrison will read the entire run. Oh yeah, of a character he did it for Flash, Batman. Like he he's got it all. He'll I'm assuming for Superman too when he did All Star like yeah. every single comic. That's what they say. I, I kind of yeah. believe it.
1: No, I, I, I do want to do a future episode where we break down Grant Morrison's chronology of Batman's career. Leading up to his yeah, because I would love that. He did very specific things that brought back the Silver Age elements, including the Batman of Zura and R. So in this version, uh, Bruce Wayne is psychologically attacked by the Black Glove group. And he suddenly starts saying Zura and R and he puts on the purple, red and yellow outfit. If fun. you're
0: unfamiliar listening to this, it's a purple, red, and yellow bat suit, essentially. Yes. It's wild. There, it are is. E- there are even action figures of it, I believe. Yes.
1: Yeah. I would love to have one. Anybody send that along, please. <laughs> uh, and he's a more unhinged Batman. He's apparently called, like, when you take Bruce Wayne out of the equation, you get the Batman of R. He's... Okay, I like to. Some people have also called him Hobo Batman because he's Bruce Wayne is out on the streets as the Batman of Zuru are, and R. He's he, a
0: Bizarro Batman in a sense. Kind of.
1: Yeah. It's, it's I mean, the bizarro it's, kind it's still Bruce thing. though. It's still Bruce. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And he's got like Bat Mike talking to him. <laughs> as like a devil under, over his shoulder and like I'm sure people <laughs> who aren't familiar with the 50s stuff is like what the fuck is this
0: people shit on that silliness but man I love it dude yeah. I find it so I, I like wacky
1: I, I'm a big fan of wacky Morrison has completely recontextualized this though because yeah, we find yeah, out I in yeah. Batman uh, Batman R.I.P. is, is the arc mm-hmm. where they uh, bury him alive Mm-hmm. And he breaks out. But when he breaks out, he's back into his regular outfit. And he's over being the Batman of zuru Because it turns out the Batman of zuru and was... <laughs> you're going to laugh. An alternate personality contingency plan that he created in case of psychological attack. He could become the Batman of zuru and in case anybody tried to break him psychologically.
0: So there's no, like, other planet in this
1: one? No, it was supposed, like anything that had to do with weird shit like other planets and stuff, yeah. Grant Morrison chalked it up to uh, hallucinations from, or after effects from the Scarecrow's fear gas and Joker's toxins and stuff.
0: As you do. As you do. As you do. Okay. <laughs>
1: so that's, but that's where that comes from. That idea of Bruce Wayne getting broken and having this alternate personality of Batman's or and R comes from the Grant Morrison comic and at the end of Batman R.I.P. you get the flashback of okay. the murders of Thomas and Martha Wayne where Bruce is talking about how great it would be if Zoro was on the streets, and Thomas Wayne says, I'm pretty sure they would lock someone like Zoro in Arkham. And that right. is the origin of where Zor and R comes from. That's how Grant Morrison recontextualizes where that word even comes from.
0: But that's it's that's, that's incredible. Yeah. But when it was first made, it was just some random bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So Grant Morrison gets major points. I'm curious
1: what he thinks of this movie, because th- yeah. this was not there was no indication whatsoever that I would see any Grant Morrison stuff in this.
0: I mean, he doesn't own any of it, but I'm sure he's seen it. I oh, mean, I'm sure he loves he's, it. Yeah, he's. I mean, he he likes. Obviously, he likes Wacky too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's amazing that he was able to change zurin R to Zoro and Arkham. It's incredible. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And to
1: put that as like Thomas Wayne's last words, and to make yeah. that to make that a uh, sign of his trauma still haunting him, being the only, and in this version, the only words he's able to say he, in the movie.
0: He's uh, he's also like a sorcerer. Yes. He does a lot of like... He Indeed. likes occult shit. Yes.
3: Have so. you,
0: you looked up? He's He does like a... Uh, there's something called... Oh, God. It's like an occult um, comic-con, like a convention. And he's a fucking main speaker of it. He's <laughs> of one of the top speakers. Ah. And he talks about doing his occult practices and shit. And it's wild. I think he's a little drunk. And... Dude, it's nuts. He says he, he says that he was um, again. Remember, he's a writer, mm-hmm. but he's makes stories. But he says that he was um, abducted in the Himalayas or something because he he said that um, whenever he got rich mm-hmm. off of writing Arkham Asylum, yeah, uh, that was the first time he experienced like a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Late '80s, right, early '90s. He would go on all these trips all over the world, and he, being Grant Morrison, he was definitely going to Tibet. And of course. Yeah. Walking up the Himalayas is probably the fucking altitude that got him, but he says he was abducted by aliens there or something. Mm-hmm. I just, th- I just, I love the wackiness of Grant Morrison. I think he's great. Right. We all know that, um, the Irrescence podcast. But yeah, I feel like I'm retreading shit a lot. But anyway,
1: what did you think of uh, this version of Red Hood's reckoning with the Batman of Zeronar?
0: The Zeronar fights short.
1: Yeah, very it is. short. I kind of yeah. want a little more. That was the ma- mm.
0: my main takeaway. Gotcha. I like how he, I mean, fight choreography wise, it's cool that we obviously think you know know that Red Hood is really adept in knife fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that basically his number two? You'd say after guns, seems like he's a lot of knives with him.
1: Yeah, partially because of that dagger that Talia gave him. Which you guys right. might notice in the movie, Bruce has now as the Batman of Zeronar. Right, I yeah. did notice
0: that. And yeah. so it goes through his hand, and it's just like... I mean, there's something cool about it ending short, too, I guess. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I want a little more out of it. but Yeah. But um, other than that, I mean, shit. I, I like that they brought Zeronar there, oh, yeah. and that's yeah. cool. That's fun. Um, this is one of the better ones, for yeah. sure. definitely. Definitely. I don't... I. I don't know what my, my favorite one would be just yet, honestly. Okay. Right. But maybe I'll maybe I'll figure it out as we keep going. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, yeah. we we got one more to go, which is Robin's okay. Revenge. Okay. Which still has Batman dying from the explosion, except Jason Todd instead becomes Red Robin, as we referenced yeah. in the sketch uh, earlier. For you guys who might be wondering what the hell that was, uh,
0: <laughs> I feel like if a casual fan is watching this, it's it would be tough to know what's going on, kind of. I don't you know. You kind of have
1: to be somebody who's a comic book fan and saw Under the Red Hood.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean, I like that they don't make it easy. It makes it it's more for hardcore fans. Right, but yeah, I appreciate it. I was just too. thinking about, like, if I showed this to my dad, yeah, I'd be like, well, that's a different Robin, and... That Batman's not even Bruce Wayne. I don't know. I was just thinking like all kinds yeah, of shit like yeah. that.
1: Like because we got Dick Grayson as Batman in, in these last two.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a show for the basic bat. Yeah, that's exactly. for sure.
1: <laughs> don't be a basic bat. Uh, this short contains a favorite scene at the, one of the DC fandoms. They revealed that uh, they asked, "What was your favorite scene in this?" Without giving anything away, and Brandon Vietti, the director, says, "Jason Todd walks into a diner." And Vincent Martella agreed, and so did John DiMaggio. And I had no idea what the hell that meant until I saw this. Right. Uh, so Jason Todd walks in. You guys have probably seen this already if you're listening, if you've gotten this far in the podcast. Uh, and he ends up sitting down to a man who turns out to be the Joker, who's quote-unquote cured, and is regular <laughs> I never, a regular you never uh, <laughs> believe that, right? Uh, and this is a reference. This is the second time that my jaw dropped because I, I saw this one last. Oh, okay. Uh, and I yeah. showed this one to you last. Yeah. Uh, because this is a reference to one of my favorite Joker stories called Going Sane. Okay. Uh, it's by J.M. DeMatteis with Joe Staton as, as Penciler. And it's the idea is Joker thinks that Batman's dead and he has nothing to go off of anymore. So he becomes cured and becomes a normal guy named Joe Kerr <laughs> <laughs> uh, with like regular flesh <laughs> This all, <laughs>
0: they also did this in Harley Quinn I guess yeah and that's yeah. what the reference is for yeah, is yeah. from
1: is is from going Insane. okay and it just so happens that they did this in this one too yeah uh, on there so I was surprised and then for him to go into the killing joke joke uh from the finale where he's talking about the two guys and the two lunatics in the asylum yeah that was that was the, basically they they combined so many different things you had going insane you had the killing joke and then Jason stabs him in the eye, and it creates the effect that you saw when Joker died in The Dark Knight Returns, when he had Batman's Batarang in his eye with a smile on his face. Right, right. So there's so many different references on here. Uh, and it was it's a fantastic scene. It's one of my favorite scenes.
0: This um, is your favorite one?
1: Um, I think, just to give you guys a preview, I think the Red Hood Reckoning is probably my favorite, just overall as a short.
0: That's the one with
1: the hush? The, the Zeranar.
0: Oh yeah, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but I think this one has the strongest scene, with the diner.
0: Uh, I see. Yeah.
1: So uh, we can't
0: count the first one with the uh, with Superman at the end.
1: That's at the bottom for me because that was the most boring one for me. Like keep in mind, really. Well, when was the last time you saw Under the Red Hood?
0: Yeah, you've been watching it. You watched two or three I, times. I, I recently? watched it. Yeah, I watched
1: it recently. So I'm like, I don't need this recap. <laughs> I've seen this movie. I understand. <laughs>
0: I understand. I think... I could see why that was boring, but... Uh, shit, man. I really love Bruce's narration. It's, it's, a great,
1: it's a great narration. If you're going to do a recap of Under the Red Hood, that's yeah. the way to do it, but I did not sign up there's for that.
0: There's absolutely nothing new in it?
1: Uh, Outside of the... Superman part? Well, I mean, the stuff leading up to the explosion, there's still a new stuff of, like, the scenes where he benches Jason and the flashback to Thomas Martha Wayne's death and... You know, him telling Jason not but to go to
0: even if it's a recap, you still get... You uh, get a little bit of Bruce's... You like, get more Bruce's insight. Though. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, that's at least something new there. It's it's true.
1: That's Again, if you're going to do a recap, that's the best way to recap it. But you have to keep in mind, like, I saw this and I thought that was it. I thought that I was ripped off on this digital yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that uh, the other stuff was in the bonus features and not actually edited in. I, see, forget the the actual, thing.
0: I forget the actual co- quote too, but he, there's a there was a couple lines in there that were like pretty, I thought pretty well written, like pretty mm-hmm. like kind of you know deep kind of stuff that you see every now and again in comic books. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, well, maybe I'm skipping ahead, but I think either that one because it's been a while since, since I've seen right. Under the Red Hood, and I'm, Superman's in it, so that's cool. Um, but <laughs> maybe Zurin are but the one what was the one with the repre- repressed memories Zero R. oh so
1: yeah that is my favorite That's one, that was the other one right, yeah. we're in agreement on that one yeah then. yeah yeah
0: because yeah. I mean it's been done before but repressed memories almost like you know alternate personality like fight club kind of thing or whatever mm-hmm. it's been done a lot but I don't know It's it was good I yeah, thought I liked you know. it yeah it was done well
1: no uh, if it was just that part, then I probably wouldn't rank it as high. But when you throw in the Batman of Zero and R on top of that, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, this is definitely the, the one. cherry on the top. Yeah.
0: On yeah. yeah, cherry on top.
1: Uh, but I still liked having seen Robin's Revenge as the last one because of the whole, um, because of the fact that we had um, the Joker scene.
0: Joker scene. Oh man. Uh, yeah. That was good. That see, that's that's one. That's the one I w- that twenty year old me would have loved. Mm. Was is the the fucking um, right.
1: knife in the eye? Oh, that part. I, I was mainly talking about the the stuff leading up to that. But yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yeah. But if if, if this was if I was twenty years old and mm-hmm. I was talking to you now, yeah, I think that would be my favorite. Gotcha. For some reason, mm-hmm. just because I was a dark boy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but but. I don't know. Yeah, it's stuff. Maybe you just get older or something. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but uh, interesting. Just, just straight up murder. And why do you? Why do you? It was just, just to get revenge for the uh, pretty much for the crowbar.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, and plus, I think you could tell that Joker was coming out when he was talking to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I thought
0: we were going to get a laugh. I mean, point. we did. Did he laugh before he
1: died? Yeah, he I did. Think so. Okay, I think so. Yeah. yeah
0: and then it was cool when the cops showed up too I, just, I it was kind of like tense in that moment yeah no. which is cool it's a fantastic
1: moment I, I get why yeah. that's their favorite scene yeah it's it's great yeah. uh, but there's, there's still more to this so Robin's Revenge features okay. Jason becoming Red Robin yes not named after the burger joint <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is the history of Red Robin and why the hell is Jason Red Robin in this um,
0: you know, South Park did this whole thing about they had a, a, a wedding at Red Robin to make fun of Game of Thrones, and then some <laughs> shit went down. <laughs> oh, really? for, yeah, for the Red Wedding. Yeah, that was that was an, amazing. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah, when I think of Red Robin these days, I actually think of that too—the the, the mm-hmm. fucking episode.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the first Red Robin was actually Dick Grayson in Kingdom Come. W- oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot by, that
0: wasn't Tim Drake.
1: Yeah, it was Mark Wade and uh, Alex Ross creating that. Alex Ross designed the costume.
0: Yeah, we got to do Kingdom Come at one point.
1: I have to think about what, their, uh, what stuff that people don't know about Kingdom Come would be.
0: Oh, there's got to be many things. We'll Alex see, Ross, what's he up to?
1: <laughs> Alex Ross, please come on to the podcast. <laughs> uh, but the next time we saw Red Robin was in 2005's Infinite Crisis. Okay. Uh, and that's where the Jason of our world ended up meeting... Because this is a whole infinite crisis, is like all the multiverse. So you meet different alternate worlds. Jason of the regular continuity ended up meeting the Earth 51 Batman. Okay, Earth 51 Batman is pretty much like the Ben Affleck Batman of Batman v Superman. His reaction to Jason's death is was to kill everybody.
0: So you're saying Snyder is comic book accurate then?
1: To, to the Earth 51 <laughs> Batman. Hey Snyder
0: versus what is it, what, what if Snyder all along was like, hey, I was Earth, Earth 51 all the time, and like. He doesn't, God damn it, we well, nerds need to rethink our rage.
1: He doesn't quite <laughs> look like uh, Ben Affleck, or Ben Affleck doesn't look like the Batman of the Earth-51, but uh, this version killed Joker after Jason died, and then went off and decided to kill all the other supervillains, and is at odds with the rest of the Justice League of his Earth. Funny enough, this is exactly what Jason wanted, and Brotherhood. Right. remember the whole conflict was because Jason didn't, I mean, Batman didn't avenge his death. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, but Jason doesn't actually like how cynical Batman has become in this version, and he's kind of become dead inside. And like, Batman doesn't even want to go out and fight as part of this. He wants to just hunker down with Jason in the Batcave. And Jason talks him into going back up there. So, Batman's like, all right, I'll put the suit back on, but you're going to need a suit up too. Here's the suit that I would have given my Earth's Jason if he grew into it. And that is the Red Robin suit.
0: Okay, and so, that starts off. Is Red Robin have start off in Kingdom Come?
1: He was in Kingdom Come, but remember that's like an alternate future. Yeah, it's Elseworlds. So that's this like is, the Elseworlds. Yes, is Kingdom so Come. This is the Earth 51 Red Robin suit on our Earths. Jason Todd. This is kind of confusing unless you're really into the multiverse stuff, guys. Red uh,
0: Red Robin was in Cape and Cal,
1: a documentary oh yeah. I made yes. way back Check in the that day. Out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, technically, Jason. In Infinite Crisis was Red Robin before Tim Drake. Tim Drake didn't become Red Robin until 2006. In the, in, he was just a Robin. He was just Robin, yeah. Yeah. So that is why Jason becomes Red Robin in this short. Real,
0: real quick, what are the main differences other than the people, I guess, of Robin and Red Robin? I don't know. I don't know how to phrase the question, but like, like if they, if they what does like, Tim it, change by becoming you, Red Robin? You, it, yeah, if you looked at like the back of their I know Marvel had the Fleer cards, but the DC Fleer cards that right. they made them like what would be on the back of those? Like as far as like well, ma- major differences in
1: the comics. Tim Drake became Red Robin so that he anything that he did would not be associated with the Batman family. So it was like a whole uh, new identity for him, even though it was just still, the word Red still Robin. Robin. Though, but yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so
0: the, I remember the guy that uh, played Red Robin in my movie, mm-hmm. in our movie that we made uh he said that he loved tim drake because he didn't do things out of uh tragedy he mm-hmm. didn't need a tragedy mm-hmm. for motive right like every other character seemed to he just straight up wanted to do good mm-hmm. like he was kind of a boy scout as much as superman was right yeah you know so i thought i think that shit's kind of that's cool It's mm-hmm. cool that they that they write characters like that
1: yeah because his parents were still alive at the time that he Want of them robin they yeah, killed yeah, them yeah. off later but like it's dude it's, these <laughs> heroes man they gotta <laughs>
0: fucking watch out for their parents
3: dude
1: yeah well the earth 51 batman fights with red robin in infinite crisis and he the earth 51 batman ends up getting killed okay uh, at one point and uh, one of the alternate universe jokers is like taunting red robin about the death of his mentor and uh, jason ends up killing him before joining the rest of the fight uh, okay. And then he kind of just gives up the Red Robin name at the end, and, and that was it uh, at Okay, that time. But uh, that's that's why Jason is Red Robin. And uh, there's also another small, subtle Easter egg that I wouldn't have thought of in, unless it was revealed in DC Fandom. But when Red Robin gets knocked out by Two-Face, uh, Two-Face throws a grenade, and a big, giant phone advertisement falls on him. Okay, yeah. That's a tie into the fact that the phone calls were the ones that actually killed Jason Todd. Oh my and god. definitely the family.
0: <laughs> see, I didn't think about it cuz it's like a smartphone in it. Yeah. But yeah, it's still a phone though. Yeah. But it is a, it's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's a good That's Easter. That's a good egg. one, Brandon yeah. Vietti. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. So the the confrontation with Two-Face here is significant because of the fact Two-Face killed his dad. Uh, there's a right. bit of a reference to it in in the movie. It's kind of implied. It's more, obviously, more overt in the comics. Uh, this is also why in the animated series, Tim Drake's Tim Drake in the Batman animated series in the 90s or so was kind of a combination of Jason Todd and Tim Drake. Um, his dad was Two-Face's henchman named Stephen Shifty Drake uh, in the episode of Sins of the Father and was killed. Shifty. Or was disappeared. At hey, least. yo, Shifty. Uh, The fact that Two-Face had killed one of Robin's parents may have been the influence of why Two-Face was the one who killed uh, the Graysons in Batman Forever. Different Robin, but still. Uh, But that's the significance uh, on here. And, of course, in the comics, it was the classic. Like, once Bruce found out that Two-Face had killed Jason's parents, or Jason's dad, really, Uh, he tried to keep it from Jason. Jason ended up finding out anyway uh, and uh, nearly killed Two-Face. But was persuaded by Batman to not cross the line. And so uh, Two-Face was caught, just like in the movie, where he's persuaded by a random appearance of Tim Drake.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that was okay. That was not quite what I was expecting, yeah. and now Tim Drake is Bat-Kid in this continuity. The,
0: yeah, the the thing is, like, that would have been great for, like, a Brave and the Bold thing, something like aimed towards actual kids. All right. But this is like one of the darker... This is an R-rated. R-rated. Straight source. up R-rated, right? Yeah. yeah. There's, it's literally R-rated Batman story. Uh, so it could have g- just... Probably should have gone a different direction. Yeah. That one. Agree. That little part. But...
1: Any Who other? am I? Just some fucking jackass right. on the internet. Any other thoughts on... Uh, <laughs> on Robin's revenge? Uh,
0: Not as good as Zura and R1. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like... I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good. It Mm -hmm. was okay. I probably liked it more in the hush one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: So maybe the rankings are the same there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd
1: say so. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we will put up a Twitter poll to see which was your favorite branch of Under the Red Hood. I mean, not Under the Red Hood. I'm getting mixed up now. (laughs) Definitely in the family. (laughs) Can't believe you. (laughs) And that is superhero stuff you should know. Uh, so one of the comments was from John Wells, who's a uh, who comments on our stuff a lot. He said on the Under the Red Hood uh, deep dive, he said, "quote I really believe that this story would have been a great first Ben Affleck Batman film, not a direct adaptation, but maybe the essence of it."
0: It's okay. I can actually tangent off of this for a, a little bit. Sure. Uh, watching this movie two hours ago or less, right. uh, I was thinking, man, it seems like they're headed for Court of Owls for the Matt Reeves batman 2 if that ever mm-hmm. gets fucking made um but man what a great third one because then you can bring joker in but he's not really the main villain and we won't have a fucking like rehash right. joker story again mm-hmm. it is about joker i mean joker should obviously do some fucked up shit in it but it'd be kind of tough because you have all this fucking jason todd and all these people to, fucking have to tell.
1: introduce jason todd it's a lot going on but the second one and kill him off
0: that's the thing so this may be a lot may, could you th- do you think they could put in Court of Owls and Jason Todd in the same fucking story
1: it'd be a little crowded and plus like you would still need Jason Todd to be killed by Joker so you'd still have to have Joker show up in the second movie for that to happen because otherwise it <sighs> be crowded would, as hell why would he call himself the Red Hood if he wasn't killed by Joker yeah
0: it'd be crowded as fuck I, well Anyway, it would be cool if they put it in there some
1: somewhere. I mean, right. it
0: seems like they're headed towards a live a- adaptation at some point, like a, a movie.
1: At some point, yeah. yeah. I mean, my my thing is, under the red hood doesn't quite work for Batfleck if Batfleck's already crossed the line. In my opinion, that's true. That's so. True. There,
0: there. Have you oh, seen well. the interviews of Zack Snyder saying pretty much my Batman kills? Like he's pretty much oh, unapologetic yeah. about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. yeah, We'll dive into it when we get into this. At Zack least Snyder-gy he's not types. like a
0: lying politician about it. That, that's cool. At least yeah. he's like, well, he like, owns he, it. Yeah, he owns it. He yeah. owns it. So it's whatever. Yeah. And obviously, people love the fuck out of him. Yes. So,
1: uh, let's see. On to the next comment. Oh, yes, and thank you, John Wells. Uh, next one is from Randall Flagg. I'm assuming that's from The Stand, uh, based off of the <laughs> uh, the profile picture. Uh, that I saw of that uh, but he said uh, he had a comment on our Hush interview with Cole Vallis he's a big Hush fan Uh, he says damn that guy is really likable great interview I was also no offense to Mr. Gordon Winterick uh, of course hoping to see Mr. Cole Vallis back as full-fledged Hush later later on and always wondered why he was recast oh well at least as much as Batwoman sucks as a show in my humble opinion at least Gabriel Mann finally gave us an adult Tommy Elliot that I really enjoy to be honest I'm such a Hush fanboy I've watched at the end of uh, watched the end of season one post-crisis of Batwoman uh, I just because I heard Tommy was coming back. Oh, nice, right when I was writing that you guys mentioned the Batwoman episode and Gabriel Mann. Smiley face. He first popped up in the third episode and then became a regular in Arkham Asylum in the second half of the season. I own every single Hush-related comic book out there, and I'm really hoping that wow. they give him a new storyline soon. Last time we saw him for a full issue was before the Batcat wedding, when it was revealed that Tommy got surgery to look just like Dick Grayson, Nightwing. This is wild. I'm assuming that they were able to figure out it wasn't Dick Grayson because of the ass was just not (laughs) matching up (laughs) to. Not the same, man. (laughs) Not the same. Uh, Randall says sadly that wasn't explored much in spite of the many opportunities brought by Dick's Amnesia and Hush was only seen in the background a couple times during the Tom King Bane storyline anyway once again great interview wish I could have seen that sooner and by the way I think there was a slight misunderstanding from what Cole was saying I'm pretty sure he meant that his favorite Nolanverse movie was The Dark Knight not The Dark Knight He Risons. does
0: make a mistake in that episode yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he he, he just forgot the names of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah pretty much the rest of Randall's comment is, is on that. But yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much what it was. But I rem- you, I remember
0: him making that mistake.
1: Yeah, but because uh, we were confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think
0: we did check him on a little bit, but he
1: he just kept going. Yeah, he he,
0: he didn't. Uh, you know, he didn't he didn't know. But anyway, yeah.
1: oh well. But uh, thank you, Randall. Um, and hopefully we we'll, we might have some more Hush related stuff soon for you.
0: So hmm, perhaps maybe perhaps, yes. But I wonder uh, if Hush was an injustice. As a fighting game fan myself. Uh, I don't think what moves would. would he have? He was in DC Universe online. I don't think he was in in Injustice. No, he's not, but like they might add him. Yeah. I wonder. We'll They're gonna add I mean they've added fucking it almost everybody. Quoting I bet Aristotle. you anything, calling it right now, due to his kind of weird popularity, King Shark. He's, he's been in like it's been like he's twenty coming. things so yeah. far. And the Flash has been in it forever s- yeah. since the first one, so mm. anyway, yeah. Anyway. Um yep. god, I should do an Injustice deep dive at some point. As a huge fighting game fan, yeah. uh, what All else right. we got, man?
1: Leading into the shoutouts.
0: Okay, so like to thank once again, Kookie Nams, Matt Herring, Elijah B, Shamrock Balls, Aaron Willett, Ian H, Dan D, Leom O, and last but not least, most certainly, Super Infra Man. Yes. And please join the Shasta Army. That's the $1 tier on patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And then uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, that always helps out a lot. And then uh, please use your voice recorder app on your phone and record us a little something and then send that little something to uh email it to superhouse podcast at gmail.com and you too can be on the show i am thunderwolf drew on twitter and instagram please check us out on youtube if you're not already uh we just launched the ben cave show yes and uh more on that coming and uh that's it for me signing off
1: uh, and you can follow me as Ben OneRider on Instagram. And you can find us on Instagram at superhero stuff pod. And you can watch the Ben Cave if you uh, like, comment, and subscribe on the channel. Other than that, see you later. Signing off.